When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening and welcome to another sick podcast, Anvil Show. Yes, this is always about the Colts, but tonight I'm going to rock the M, the U of M, the one and only, the most all-time winning school out there. Shout out to country for being little brother, but the University of Michigan. Yes, I'm wearing that because unless you're living on a rock, you know that we're going to the national championship next week. But again, this is a cult show, so we'll talk about what the Colts did against the Raiders last Sunday. Sammy, go ahead and start me up, please. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. It's going to be sick. We might as well get a word from our sponsors. Let's go ahead and bring them in. Yes, sir. Download the DraftKings Sportbook app. Use DraftKings code 6Sports to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when, when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that is DraftKings, a word from our sponsor. Go ahead and bring Frick and Frack in. There they go. What's going on, boys? What's happening? Uh, what to do? Another day, not another dollar. Hey, all I can say is go Huskies. Nobody gives a shit about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he comes in with hate in his heart, and that's unfortunate. But while we have you here, please like, subscribe, follow on all the things. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, which one did I mix? Of course, the X. You can find us at our handles. I'm at Colts Clyde. Where are you at, country? At Big Country Colts. And where are you at, P? At Big P Colts. All right, who's also messing with their mic? Stop. Not I. And anyway, let's officially sound. And that is the official sound of the anvil here to start your evening. What a win it was. What a game it was. The Colts did not let us down. Though we played in spurts, there were terrible moments to be had during that game. But ultimately, the boys in blue, the good guys, the horseshoe came out on top. Nerves were setting in many a times because we've been here before. <laughs> when you control your own destiny, 
maybe that is the most scariest thing for us as Colts fans, but we were able to get the job done. So I'm going to let you guys lead tonight because you were in that atmosphere that I hear was very loud and raucous and to only be probably rivaled with what we're going to experience now flexed Saturday night. Can't wait for that. But before we get there, we got to talk about Sunday, 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 Sunday. So let's go highs first because, you know, I like to go lows, but let's go highs. So, Pat, give me highs from Sunday. Um, what were your best moments of that game? What did you like? We were friggin' aggressive on defense. We shut them down. Even Devontae Adams. Now he had he had pretty good stats, but it was with like 22, 23 catches, you know. And what's typical uh, for no catches? Yeah, that's not even counting the the drops. Wait, what? Who had twenty three catches? Devontae Adams didn't have twenty three catches. Yeah, I think he did. That's I believe. Yeah, something like that. I, I I'll have to go back and, and double check. It's what I read today. Um, okay, keep talking. I'm just. But his his stats were padded because he caught so many balls that were thrown to him. Uh, but it didn't say how many he he dropped or was defended away uh, by Brents or Jones. Uh, both of them played phenomenal against a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Well, wait, uh, three catches. Gus Bradley stayed aggressive, except for that last drive of the Raiders. He backed off again. Um, and somebody out there, help me with my perspective on this. On that last drive, I would, would rather it had stayed aggressive. If they got the touchdown, big deal. It still gives us it gives us more time. So oh, what? I, I don't. I don't. I I still don't see. Oh. The, the back off shit, even even in a, a, a two store game like that, why don't they just stay aggressive? Somebody clarify why. Okay. All right, well, but I'll... other than that, uh, you know, we talked about the, or at least I did talk about the trenches. Uh, Zach or not Zach, uh, Max Crosby, he got to our quarterback once, and that's it. Yeah, so Braden Smith shut him down, Raymond shut him down. You know, because he was he was jumping both sides, left and right, and he got shut down the entire game. So I was real happy to see that. Okay, twenty-one targets, thirteen receptions, yards, uh, two touchdowns. So, no, that's still I, I, I was half close with it. Yeah, I mean, oh boy, threw forty-seven attempts and he threw half of them, basically half of them to well, to, to Devontae. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Juju and, and Jones did a did a damn fine job covering him and uh, I forget who pointed it out but somebody said they'd seen Juju going to the sidelines talking to Kenny Moore and you know because Ken, Kenny was didn't dress that game but he was on the sidelines so it's good seeing seeing the young talk to and learn from the old seeing what they see yeah you know so I mean it's all encouraging man we got it we got a very young team but it seems like we're really hungry well, I'll say this. Um, to your point, I don't want to talk about giving up a touchdown, but I think you are also inviting something that hasn't been there the entire game. So it doesn't make sense just because it's late in the game just to to bail out. I've seen my other team, these guys, do the same thing on the last Bama drive. Um, 
to to like get them, you know, into the game. I'm like, why are we bailing out? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, play defense, right? It's like, I, so again, I don't understand that. I've never understood that philosophy. Like, keep playing the same defense that got you there. Sure, you don't want to give up the big play, but I live in a world where it's like, if I haven't given up the big play yet, why all of a sudden would I give it up? Right? Like, I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of, you know, I guess tug at that because I guess you can argue both sides, but I'm like. To me, like you're just going to you've been playing hard all all game. Your defense has been playing their heart out. And then all of a sudden the coordinator calls it soft. Like, oh, yeah, guys, let's take a light here. Let's play prevent. Let's let's back up, get to our spots, come up and tackle. And then basically put yourself in an easier touchdown drive now because they've worked themselves down the field. And now they got a short field and they can basically call anything they want. Like that makes no sense to me. It doesn't to me either. So yeah, that I don't I don't have yeah, the so if anybody out there that's listening to this and, and you got a better perspective on it, man, put it in the comments, please. I'm sure somebody has their opinion about like how stats come into the game and it's all about metrics and this and that and percentages and odds and all that bullshit. But I'm old school football, man. Like you didn't see this type of defense in the nineties. Like no. it's smack mouth to the end. Like I, I'd rather you be on your your own 30 yard line on third and ten with less than 30 seconds to go then give you chunk yards now it's less than 30 seconds to go and you're in good range for anything to happen for a touchdown stupid that's the dumbest shit ever like i don't know but anyway country let's talk to you about your goods your highs from the i mean when just when you want to talk smack about mr alec pierce (laughs) <laughs> he, come, he comes in such a clutch way. I mean, it, it was that pass to him was simply beautiful. Gardner had a defender in his face, and he stayed po- poised through the whole thing, man. And I got to sit down on the field again with Big E this time again, and it was just a crazy thing to see that all that happening in front of you it was just nuts. But the biggest positive, what you know, what P didn't cover, obviously he covered most of it. But the biggest thing that I'm going to take away from this was. Gus Bradley and Zaire Franklin, you know, obviously Zaire being one of the big heads of the defense this year, them going to the sideline, actually talking stuff out. They weren't button heads, but you could tell there's some disagreements that sometimes, and I think a lot of that aggression that Big P was just talking about came from the advice of Zaire Franklin to Coach Bradley about, you know, just keeping the foot on the throat, you know, let's make them pay, let's be aggressive. And I mean, and it showed, and it showed the times that they didn't was the times I noticed that they got softer. So, I mean, that's the biggest positive I've seen is it happened right in front of us, just three rows down. So, I was happy to see that. Um, I guess if I gotta go positives, right? I'm watching it on TV. Um, my positives were we still came out strong. So, two games in a row, we've come out strong, got a touchdown in the first drive. Right. So that's that's going to continuously be a positive because I know how difficult that is to do on a consistent basis. So remaining positive before we talk about the other side is, you know, it it was good to see that adjustments seemingly were being made on both sides of the ball. Um, I'll commend our coaches for understanding that we're in the moment right now. So rather than continuously let something happen to you kind of control your destiny. And I feel like on both sides of the ball, we did that. So when the when we were having our little ups and downs with the passing game, uh, you know, we ran the damn ball. 
some some good plays were picked up, especially late in the game. Um, some good runs were were, were uh, chewed up there, and uh, that was able to to kill some more clock for us. Um, and then, you know, on defense, like you said, early, 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 there was pressure. Right now, what I feel like is the issue, and I don't want to get off the positive. Is though there was pressure, you can tell that the pressure was not something that was natural to us. I will commend our front four. Front four was getting home. Defoe got home. Uh, Samson got home. Um, I think Grover Dio. got home. Dio, Dio. got home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So consistently with the front four. But, like, when we brought blitzes, it was kind of strange. <laughs> like, at least they they're, tried. They're yeah. not used to doing it. It's going to be strange right. for them. That's, and, again, that's why I was trying to stick with the positives because that's, you know, but it was like I could tell. I was like, man, I don't know if this is, you know, because we just don't do it enough, right? But that was mm-hmm. positive to see that, as you said, and I will I will Omaha myself. Omaha! You asked for pressure country on the last show, and I was and I laughed you out of the gym. But I think I can't I can't remember, but I think we we blitzed like four or five times. Who mm-hmm. are we? No, that's not what we do. <laughs> so Omaha. <Yes>. Me. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? You asked for something different and you got it. And now I look like the clown for saying it wasn't gonna happen. So <laughs> All right, now let's now let's flip the coin, the evil doctor coin. Let's talk about the negatives, boys. I'll lead with this because I got to watch these things at home with the use of the TV and replay and all the things that you guys don't see live. But um, blown assignments still were there. Missed tackles still mm-hmm. were there. Um, oh, this still giving up third and longs. <laughs> Even gave up a fourth down and long. That's still there. Um, not to knock JT, right? Because JT, I mean, I think he had 21 totes, 96 yards. He had over 100 yards total because he caught a pass or two. Um, but I don't know if he's rushing his runs. I don't see – I mean, he's super patient, and he and he has that 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 wiggle. But you go back to his 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 big year, like some of these holes that were home runs are not home runs this year. Like I thought there was a player too that could have been a home run in that game, and they just not home running. But he's still running tough. You know what I mean? When he got going, he was turning up seven and eight yards. You know, in the late in the later part of the game. Um, so I won't necessarily call that a complete negative, but I'm just. You know, I, I put on Twitter today <laughs> at JT23. <laughs> you might see this. I added you, dude. Put the blue shoes on. In 21, when you crushed the league, most of those games were in the blue shoes. And your Houston Texan numbers and all the games you started against them are incredible. Multiple touchdowns, big, big rushes, all the things. Put the blue shoes on. <laughs> Okay, what are your guys' negatives? <laughs> he pretty much covered what I seen. You know, the missed tackles. I seen EJ miss some. Then I'm thinking, dude, what are you even thinking about right yeah. there? Wow. You know, I and, never, and, and never missed before. Of, yeah, it it was almost like the defender was coming around him instead of moving over to square his tackle. He just let him get by his side, and he tried to arm tackle him and. I was just like, what the hell was that? You know, so things like that. I mean, you constantly got to work on your technique. You constantly have to, you know, do these things to be right game time. 
How about know, discipline? Like we smashed into the kicker, kept a drive alive. Remember that? EJ. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. what, it, what kind of attempt of, at a block was that? Like he's blocked several kicks in his time as, as a Colt, especially because he started as a special team guy. So Bubba used to have him, you know, sent, sending him on, on, on pump blocks all the time. But it just looked awkward. I mean, smashing right into the guy. Automatic first down. Like, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. But country, what did you see, boss? I mean, other than what you all didn't cover was the officiating yet again. Oh. <laughs> that 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 pick six that got taken from us actually again That's happened wrong. right. Yeah, actually happened right in front of us. And they said it was because he held him. There was no hold there. Not on the hips, no jersey, no nothing. All he did was simply rub his hand, no pun intended, rub his hand down his back just to slide past him. And they took his hand being a hold, even though there was no jersey clearly seen being held, and they brought it back. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple other little things here and there, like they added 30 seconds back to the clock after like I don't even know how long we waited. Like oh, it was just an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's probably the loudest that stadium ever. That that was probably the loudest the stadium ever got, and it was full of booze because they didn't know like they weren't even talking about nothing either. It was just like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, facts. Apparently, now, I will. I, I will say another positive that was a part of this game. The fans were electric. That stadium, the entire game was off the charts. As we should be. We've been so, five all year when it comes. I know. To- so I, but I just want to give a big old round of applause to all the fans in the stadium. Let's do it again. Let's do it again Saturday, baby. The nearly sold out crowd right now. Hey man, like, to hear that we're flexed in week 18 for a team that's not really supposed to be here on top of having a backup quarterback, on top of all the other internal issues we've had this season and all the other things, and we still are potentially playing for the division because after that game, the winner will, you know, tentatively own the division leading into Sunday before Houston and uh, I'm sorry, before Tennessee and Jacksonville play. So, I mean, they this is first. incredible. They play at 430. Oh, it's Baltimore. No, it's Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Oh, is it? Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But no, but I mean, like They're that's. Again, I'm backwards. Yeah, you usually are. But anyway, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. But, uh, <laughs> and oh, by the way, man, uh, happy official birthday. I know we shouted you out and gave you love yesterday. Thank you, sir. But we didn't see your ugly mug, so we're seeing your ugly mug. So happy. Uh, no, you got my picture up on your wall. Okay, here you go. Don't you're get it weird. Happy fitty something. What's your what's your what's your age? Fitty what? Two. Happy fitty two. Happy fitty two, Fester. Hope it was good to you. Thank you. Yeah, Fester Gus over there. Fester Bradley. Now, all right, man. So we're <laughs> <laughs> on the time clock. On a time clock. So we're gonna we're gonna push through this. All right. So um potentially Thursday night, we will have another round table group discussion with you know our guy Matt from, from the Texans fan base and our guy Tyler from the Jacksonville fan base. You might remember him from earlier in the season. He was very talkative. You know, the Jags are gonna run away with the division, it won't be close. I mean, he did sweep us, so he at least got that part right. But the rest of that Jaguar talk is kind of horseshit (laughs) we get to bring him back um we get to bring matt back he's always full of stats and he's just a great football knowledge guy so it's going to be fun right but leading into that okay like 
what I think we should we should target this twice. We we'll, we'll talk about it, you know, Thursday night, of course, too. But we can talk about it briefly here tonight. Like, how do we not take the high <laughs> that was the win last week and turn that into some kind of weird ball of poor energy and have a, sh- a shitty showing? Because this is the thing, right? It is always tougher, no matter what division, to beat a division opponent, division opponent, despite their record. True? Like, I don't know what it is, but division game, like, <clears throat> you can come off a high of beating. I mean, fuck, I, take us. We, we came off the high of beating the fucking Baltimore Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. And then turn around and lost to the Jags. <laughs> like, it wasn't the next week, but, like, in a series of a few weeks, we had lost to the Jags again. I'm like, God damn, we just beat, as you see, clearly the best team in the AFC. Now, it was super early. But even still, it's like you can have better outings against better teams from different conferences or different divisions all the time. And then you come into this game, and, you know, right now the, the odds are swinging against us. I mean, Houston is a favorite. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't fucking know. But – how do we not walk into Saturday night with everything on the line and lay a fucking egg? Because I can't help, but history just makes me nervous. <laughs> so, because we've done this before, just with another opponent. So, week 18, two years ago, no need to bring it up, but you know, that was the worst game of the year for us, right? Mm-hmm. Game of the fucking year. So, how do we avoid that coming off of a clearly unfazed Houston Texans team after getting their starting quarterback back because they looked terrible two weeks ago. And then they come back and they look phenomenal. It's 100% going to come down to Shane Steichen on that, Clyde. And he's going to have to remind him, hey, we just beat a solid Steelers team. The very next week we went into Atlanta and we fucking shit to bed. (laughs) Are are we going to do that again this week? Because we just beat a, a, a damn good hot team in the Raiders. Yeah, they were hot. They were hot. They, you know, I think they were on like a five-game win streak or something, weren't they? I don't know about that, but they were hot. They were hot. But anyways, it, it's going to come down to Shane and and keeping these guys motivated and fired up. Absolutely. But, you know, because yeah. to me, to me, the players, they're competitors anyways. They're going to stay fired up, but that level can go up and down. As the coaches to get it. <laughs> Facts. To more out of them every single game. And I mean, in that victory, it's all in that victory speech, you know, that he gave to everybody like I'm like, we can we have no time to savor this win right now. We have to prepare for Houston. We yeah. have to go in here like it's a playoff game. We have to go. It's he's setting the bar high early, and that's what's gonna have to happen. We can't relax here. We gotta grind. We gotta be disciplined. We have to go in here ready to go, high morale. No bullshit. Get ready. You know, get some cleats in the dirt and just start working. That's all. This this is all that's about. You have to work. Fair. You have to fair. work. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is keep that morale high and keep the uh, oh, what's the word? Um, shit. Let's see the here or there. Um, but yeah, just, just standard. Keep keep the standard high immediately. Don't like he said. Don't savor the win. It's a good win, but don't savor it. We got to move on. It's it's no time. Hey, hey, man, I I agree a thousand percent, and I and those are the things that you know internally I was kind of thinking about. But a lot of that, you know, you won't know until the fucking coin is flipped and the ball is kicked, right? So you know, we'll talk about X's O's a little bit, maybe on Thursday with Matt, <clears throat> kind of get Tyler's perspective, even though his team 
pretty much has you know a coast game. I mean, they should beat the 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 Titans pretty handily, in my opinion. It will take a miracle. The way the Titans have looked, it will take a miracle for them to win. But that's neither here nor there, you know. But for the Colts, man, like we just got to get in front of things <laughs> early. Like we've been, we've scored on the first drive in our last two games. So keep that energy. But then what I was going to say when we were talking about highs and lows is, well, why is drive two, three, four, and five like so? I don't understand. You know, so let's not get into, hey, come out hot. Everything is great. Feeling good, looking good. And then two, three, four, five, halftime. Like, like, damn, nothing happened. And that's what the later game was. Those drives are typically three and outs, which puts your defense right back on the field, gases them out before even halftime. Max. And I was I was watching the game and I was just like, damn, this is I was like, holy shit, don't get ahead of yourself, Clyde. (laughs) Slow it down. But am I watching Atlanta again? Is it is it Christmas Eve again? Like, cause what the fuck are we doing? Now all of a sudden we can't do anything. And oh, by the way, Michael Pittman's in the game. So we can't even blame that. He was in the game early on. He just wasn't getting looks and you know, the type of thing that he would end up catching a uh a catch or two here to have some importance. But ultimately, moral of the story was, you know, we looked very vanilla after that first drive until later in the game. So let's keep that energy. All right, boys. So <clears throat> we got another show on Thursday, but we will be remissed if we did not mention that our tailgate is absolutely getting some love. <laughs> and so if there's a place to be on Saturday afternoon, it's going to be the fucking forge. Not here to blow smoke, not here to hype man. But if you want the tailgate to walk into the game where winner takes it all, you better be at the fucking forge. Now where the forge will be, we have no idea, but more to come on that. <laughs> Hopefully later, you know, so uh, news will be put out. We haven't made a post in a while. Blame country. He used to post these and put an invite out and everything. He don't even do that shit anymore. What's the fuck? Yeah. fuck Omaha! Up with him. Omaha, that motherfucker. But we will definitely let you know. Where I, we're I think that hat's too tight on that head. It does look a little squished in between there. Gotta let that out, man. That's, that's, let- that's the longest tea I've ever seen. That strawberry. <laughs> strawberry stuffed in there. Listening, you little Hershey kiss. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, more to come on the tailgate. Uh, people are actually asking us, are asking other people about our tailgate, which is getting forwarded to us. Like that is, we've come a long way. You posted a picture that brought a lot of light to our story, right? And I wasn't even at that original tailgate, but to see your old truck and just a pop-up tent over the tailgate. (laughs) (laughs) What we are now is incredible in a matter of two and two years and some change, right? So that's that's Mm -hmm. fucking incredible. So you know what? We're going to close this show out with giving ourselves a little love. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, any pot, pot, any parting, parting, that's the word, any parting shots before we get out of here tonight? You got like 40 40 seconds. If you need... Pot, give me a call. <laughs> you open up a little talk. <laughs> Strawberry, can you top that? I just can't wait to see everybody come Saturday, but we got to get through, get the Thursday show first, but we'll see y'all there. <laughs> Sammy, we apologize. The Sick Podcast Network does not promote. 
the sale of drugs, even though we have a recreational drug dealer. <laughs> and with that, Sammy, take us out of here. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.